Plays Games. My name is Alex Hemming, and this is just a little bit of bonus content when I'm here on my own. I thought this could be fun. It's just a little way to get to know us individually a little better. A little series about where we can talk for just a few minutes, a little bit of short-form content, just to tell you a bit about our favourite games. So, my favourite game of all time, and I've brought this up a couple of times on the podcast, but it's the uh, the Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo. Why is it my favourite game? Well, primarily, it's the mix of nostalgia and the time that I played it in my life that means it's going to be very difficult for anything to ever topple it. I got this game on Christmas Day, and I can't remember exactly how old I was. I would have probably been maybe eight or nine at the time. At home, we had a Nintendo Entertainment System, or NES, if you will, and we didn't get a SNES until several years later. But I remember that on that Christmas day, I came downstairs, I opened up the package, and there inside was my shiny Super Nintendo console with Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past in the box, ready to go. I remember taking it out, popping it into the SNES, turning it on, really excited after plugging it all in with all those bloody cables, the green, the the red, white, and the yellow. Was that from the SNES? I don't remember. It's been a while. And you plug that in, you click the little switch that changed it from game to TV. (laughs) Good times. And turned it on. And I have a vivid memory of there was already a save file on the cartridge. And it turns out that my mum had brought this box downstairs for the past week or so leading up to Christmas and had been playing Zelda uh, whilst I was asleep, me and my brother. And uh, yeah, that is a, a lovely little memory of remembering to see that and being annoyed with her at the time. But I would 100% have done the same. I couldn't have held myself back. Then I jumped into the game itself. Now, at this point, this is my first time playing on a Super Nintendo. I had experienced the NES before, and all the joys of Snake, Rattle and Roll, uh, Marble Madness, Super Mario Bros. 1, 2 and 3. And then here I was, with 16-bit graphics... And the music, for me, that's the thing that really hits me, is when you load up Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past, the first thing you see is a golden Triforce spinning, and the music that's playing as it does so, I'm going to sneak some of it in now, and then it smacks into the screen, into the logo, and starts blaring out that overworld theme. The classic overworld theme from Legend of Zelda. And I just was hooked. Immediately. Just on the sight of that shield. The castle in the background. I was like this is it. I'm done. I want to play nothing else but this now forever. So you load it up. Link help me. Princess Zelda's talking to you in your sleep. Your uncle. You know. Who basically just looks like Mario. 
tells you not to go outside, so of course you instantly go outside and try to follow him, sneaking your way into the castle, and it's raining outside. And I just remember this feeling of, what the hell, this game looks incredible. It's absolutely stunning piece of pixel artwork as you make your way outside through the rain, sneaking into the castle round the back, sneaking in through a little hole that you find underneath some bushes. And just this feeling of how big the world was, and, you know, how far we've come in terms of the size of these worlds, but to an eight-year-old, nine-year-old kid, this was blowing my mind eight ways from Sunday. And then you get the sword, you get your shield, and you start fighting the enemies. And yeah, the combat's not exactly difficult, but it's it was gripping, and it got me. It was simple to learn, but so fun to execute. And then as you play through the first couple of dungeons, you get yourself the boomerang, and then you get bombs, and then you get the bow and arrow, and the game just slowly drip-feeds these items in a way that every time that you think you've got a handle on the combat, it'll add in a little something else. And you're exploring the world, you get these three pendants from the three dungeons to try to save Princess Zelda, who's been kidnapped by the wizard Aghanim. And then once you've got those three, you make your way to the, the tower. And in my head, as a kid, I was like, I've completed the game. This has been amazing. These three dungeons have been incredible. They've been really, really in-depth. The bosses have been challenging, but I've managed to get through them. The puzzles have been a little bit tricky at times, but I've powered through. So you get the three pendants. You get into the castle in the centre of Hyrule. Make your way up to the top, breaking the barrier with the Master Sword. Oh, I haven't even touched on the Master Sword yet. The moment when you pick up the Master Sword in this game, I I don't care. You love your Ocarina of your times, all of that jazz. The moment when you go here into the Lost Woods, you walk through that log and the screen clears and there's the fog and all the little animals are skittering away as you walk up towards the Master Sword. And again, the music. This game did music so well. The music builds as you're trying to pull the sword from the stone. And then when you do it, and the sun shines and pierces the gloom, and suddenly you're walking back through that tunnel, and the animals are running towards you rather than away from you, and the sun is bright, and the Lost Woods don't seem so gloomy anymore. That's a moment right there. And this game just had so many moments. Once you've got that Master Sword, you break your way into Hyrule Castle, smashing through that laser bat door that's some, somehow blocking your way. And then my nine-year-old mind was exploded yet again. You beat Aghanim. He's not the final boss. You've just entered the Dark World, the evil mirror world of Hyrule, and there's seven more dungeons to go. Yeah, have fun with that. Oh, and now these ones are really hard, and the puzzles are really challenging, and there's even more weapons and things to pick up. You've got a hammer to flip turtles. You've got the ice rod, the fire rod, the weird rod that makes floating platforms and cubes in front of you, the giant mitts. Ah, 
I, I could just wax lyrical about this game forever, but I said it was just going to be short form, and we're rocking up on the 10 minute mark, so I'm not going to keep you for too much longer. I just want you to know that that is one of the games that made me. I fell in love with this game to a point where the Zelda series holds a really special place in my heart. Tears of the Kingdom right now I am playing as we speak. There is a good chance, regardless of when you listen to this, that I will still be playing Tears of the Kingdom, because it's fantastic. Ah. What a series. This was the first Zelda that I ever played, and it was an incredible experience. There wasn't a Super Nintendo game that came after this that matched this experience. It is the greatest game of all time and the the way that it made you feel exploring this world the fact that it constantly kept expanding the way that you could tackle things kept changing the variety of weapons monsters and of course as I say this nostalgia the moments, the memories, me being in the front room with my little brother as I say, my mum playing alongside me at the same sort of time. She would still pop up years later if I was playing a Zelda game and be like, Oh, is that the Zelda theme? Yeah, you can't beat that kind of nostalgia, right? That's a drug right there. If you could bottle that and sell it, god damn, you'd make millions. But yeah, so that's my favourite game of all time. Thank you for listening, for indulging in that with me. Uh, if you liked what you listened to and you want to hear more from us, on a bi-weekly basis, we release a podcast where me, Mikey, Moles, and of course the illustrious host Adam Flint all deliver gaming news, views, and everything in between. So please feel free to subscribe at Grey Fox Plays on Twitter or subscribe to us on wherever all your good podcasts can be found. Thank you very much. Take care.